and welcome back to the Rugby Connection podcast. So, the TikTok Women's Six Nations is finally over. What a tournament it was. Super Saturday was an absolute blast. Obviously, we'll be covering URC Premiership and Super Rugby as well, as Rugby Connection does. Joining us this week, we have two massive returns. She's back. It's been three weeks. Anya's back. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm ready. And a longer return. It's been about seven weeks. He says he's permanent, but we'll see him <laughs> that. It's Harvey. Hey, exams are finally over, so I can finally just rest. Woo! I've got results, and that's not going to be fun, but anyway. How's everyone? <laughs> oh, great. Great. It's been a bank holiday. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful yeah. day to talk about rugby. Exactly. And there's so much rugby to talk about. But we will start off with the Six Nations. Super Saturday. It's it is great like day. It's like Christmas. Great day. My yeah. highlight, personally, my highlight of my year. Super Saturday, yeah. And now we yeah. get it twice, so even better. Because it's not on the same. It doesn't run the same time now, which is just even better. Great times. I think I. I think I actually booked the day off. I like so basically. I had a day off work in my diary, and I couldn't. I couldn't work out why. I was like, oh, I don't have. Don't have anything. I'm not really sure. Turns out me in the past decided I'd want to have Super Saturday off. Nice. So I booked it off. And I'm quite, quite proud of myself, really. For that. I, I respect that. Yeah. Well, starting off with an absolute, well, would you call it a shock because lightning does strike twice this year? Mm. Ellie being Wales and Wales. Three times, under 20s. Under, ah, there you go. This is the first time, actually, this is the first time in history that Italy, with Men's, women's, and other twenties have beaten a team all in the same calendar year. That's great. That's actually mental. What statistic? I mean, it was a great. It was a good match. Did you? Did either of you watch it? It was a great match. I was at work at at this point, but I had, I had, I had the other two matches to watch. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, if you're talking about kind of like what a way to finish a game, there was uh, two games that were just you couldn't stop watching till the end. Oh. Oh, it was great rugby. All, all fairness to Italy, like they've had, they won last weekend as well, I think, didn't they? So like two back-to-back wins for the women anyway. So yeah, um, what a game. Yeah, I mean, 10-8, nice tight game, but I only just seemed they were in control for the most part. Obviously, Wales came back in the second half, but I feel like Italy still just had the composure just to yeah. get on that finish line. I feel like I feel like Wales had opportunities, yeah, and then just couldn't couldn't capitalize on them. And then where where Italy got the chances, they just they took them and and you know and played the game and played the game really really well. But yeah, like I, I feel like Italy seemed a bit more calm, composed, relaxed. And it was good. It was a great game, great game of rugby. Yeah, next way to start off Super Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna switch the fixtures because. I want to make yeah. it more important. I don't know why this was the way they've done it, but Ireland versus Scotland, 15-14 to Ireland. Oh, At the death, what a game. It seemed like Scotland had it in the bag. They came back in the second half. <clears throat> Two penalties from Helen Nelson, but clock goes red. Ireland just keep pushing and pushing. Oh, it was... Under the sticks. I feel like there was more to this game than just it being the last Six Nations game because obviously Scotland beat Ireland to knock them out of the World Cup. Yes. 
Um, so I feel like there was more to this than just it being a six than it just it being a Six Nations game. Um, my God, when you know when people say play to the final whistle, they really play to the final. They really played to the final whistle, and I was hoping because Scotland's defence was insane at points. You know, like and oh, it was a great game. I wasn't, I wasn't kind of like I wasn't supporting either side. That one, I was just like, I just, it was good. It was good rugby. It's good yeah. rugby. I I had to go back and watch it on repeat because I was at a different game that we'll talk about later on. But yeah. we did get the score announcements through through the stadium and the last time I heard it it was 14-8 to Scotland so to come home to see 15-14 was a bit oh no don't it was I did feel for Scotland do you know what I mean like, like they they played they played so well and it was just it was literally the last play, it was literally the last play of the game um, yeah. and I was kind of secretly hoping that maybe if Ireland scored and they scored a bit further out that she'd have to take the kick a bit further out and then she might not get the conversion and like to lose by like one point Heart like heartbreaking, but great game. Hard. What did you think of Ireland versus Scotland? Honestly, you know, like Anya said, it's one of those games that you kind of had to watch the end. You know, Ireland pressing and pressing and pressing, finally got their chance. And I mean, what a way to just close out their Six Nations. I mean, they didn't have the most glamorous of campaigns. Don't get me wrong; they finished fourth, um, but. You know, I it was it was complete heartbreak for Scotland really because you know finished last wooden spoon, lost all six yeah. five games. Um, so you you do really have to feel for them. But yeah, again, I am English. So I don't really feel for Scottish. Um, so <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. It's it's hard it's heartbreaking for Scotland, but um, you know, fair play to fair play to the Irish woman. Um, really persisted, got that victory, and um. Yeah, should lead in nicely to the World Cup. Um, they qualified, no? Like, Ireland? Yeah. Yeah. No, Ireland. No, Ireland. Ireland out. Scotland knocked Ireland out. That was the. That's why there was more to it. Grudge match. I forgot. Yeah, because I, I knew Scot. I knew Scotland to qualify, but I forgot that they knocked Ireland out to do it. Anyway, um, I, I feel like it's it's a bit of a revenge story in that case. Then. Um, yeah. Oh. Won the Irish. Um, yeah. <laughs> and obviously the last game. Boy Crunch, Red Roses, Grand Slam number three. I think it's 18 titles in total, 23 straight wins. Mm. Untouchables is what I'm calling them. I think they are. They're looking, they're looking so dominant right now. I mean, there was a there was a touchy touch and go, you know, first first five minutes of the game. That was a little a little worrying when France scored. But after that, it just kind of seemed to be that England were even in defence, were just dominant. France couldn't create the plays, and it was just it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, what what can't you say about the Red Roses that we've not already yeah. discussed in this yeah. build up? That oh, it's just they're just it's so good to watch, and it's yeah, just, it's, just, it's just good rugby. That's I'm stumbling over my words just because of how yeah. good they actually are and the talent and I think, coming through. Yeah. They just they're just such a strong squad as well. Like, you know, they're also, you know, they, they were missing like some key some key players due to injury, you know, like you know, Sarah Hunter's gone. And it just shows like the depth they have in the squad and the talent they have across the board that people, anyone at the moment can just like st- step in and like fill the set, you know, the same duty. Um and it's always always gonna be tough because it was in front of a French crowd and wasn't it like I think it was like the last time they played 
that was a bit of, a bit more of a closer match but um the lights went off for like six like seven, was it 70 minutes the lights went off or something and they couldn't play the rest of the fixture so like it, yeah it was good it was a good game so it's nice that they got to play the whole thing and then in, in terms yeah. i don't think france were going to come back but when you've seen both teams come out I'm like this is going to be an absolute clash of tight ends and, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely and our good friend Gemma was out there oh don't i'm so proud I didn't. She she said it last week. She dropped the exclusive last week that she was away to France. Yeah. And I figured to do what kind of like what you did, uh, the England Ireland. Yeah. Pop a yeah. coin, and like present player of the match. No, and she, she got, got to, the, she got to do she all the medals. The, girls, the, tr- the the winners medals. I know. Honestly, like, no, I don't think anyone could deserve it more. Like she, like she, she's basically the backbone of like women's like. You know, like one of the backgrounds of women's rugby TikTok, and um, you know, like it's put so much hard work in. She like, she full on deserves to be there. And I was watching all of her videos, and she looked like she was having the best time. But I tell you, I tell you what, there isn't there is no more like the amount of pressure there was not to. I got to deliver the match ball at the England Island game, and there is never more pressure than walking on the pitch, fifteen thousand people holding a ball and just thinking, just don't. Just don't stack it. Don't don't drop the ball. You know, everyone's watching you. I'm just thinking, and, and I thought, I saw I looked quite cool doing it. Like, so I thought I walked on, I thought I handed the ball, I went, I went, good luck. I thought we had like a nice little conversation. On camera, it looks like I literally just handed the ball and walked away and looked like, <laughs> looked like a right arsehole. But I swear, I was like, yeah, good luck, have a good game. I was just so nervous. I was so nervous. But anyway, it was a good time. But Gemma, like, Gemma getting the hand out the medals was like great. And, and I, I saw her on TV and she was like having a nice star. Yeah, she must have had a great time. It was good. Yeah. Good and this leads to the next question. Who is your player of the championship? So the nominees are Marley Packer and Sarah Byrne of England and Laurie Sanzu or Madison Fall, both of France. Mm. All four fantastic players. And there's... I, I had one very early on in the tournament, but it's yeah. now changed. If you asked me after two rounds, it would have been Madison Fowl. Yeah. She was everywhere, but mm-hmm. Unit. It's, it's going to be Marley Packer or Lorraine Sanzus. Yeah. yeah. I'm of the same... Well, no, I'm not. And I hate this because I, I love England. You know, England through and through me. Um, but... And Marley Packer has had a sensational tournament. I think one of the best six nations she's, she's ever had everywhere. Great, great worker. Always doing hard work. But I do think Laura Sansus has been absolutely incredible. And I'm like, quite frankly, a bit untouchable and just stand up, like just stand up players in terms of creating plays, like her own skills on the ball, just... And she's kind of come out of nowhere because she wasn't even the starting nine for France, like last six nations. So... You know, she's had talent, but I think she's just developed this this tournament. So I'm gonna to have to say her. That's um, right. Your, your pick. Um, I am biased, so I'm gonna go Marley Packer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you, you know I love you know I love players with 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 just the intensity, the work rate. You know how much I praise players like Maro Itoji. Um, I think yeah. Marley Packer just absolutely put that in a nutshell. This campaign, she was yeah. absolutely insane, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, an absolute joy to watch. Just, you know, working at the breakdown, working at the defence, the work rate, incredible. Um, yeah, for me. Yeah. I think any. I think either of them. I think it should be joint. You know, I think you can't pick between the two. 
having just picked Laura Santu, but I'm saying they're both they're both really good. I thought, Mar- yeah, Marley was Marley's had some great games. Oh, and always has done. She's always just a her work her work rate, like Harvey said, is just so intense, and she's everywhere, and she carries hard, and she's at every breakdown, and she's just doing that also like just behind the scenes work that sometimes people don't don't see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I thought you would have actually went, Marley, just because, you know... She I know, and now I'm... Tra- and now, I'm last week. now I am getting... So, yeah, obviously I did. I did present her with the player of the match thing. And she gave me one of the best hugs in, in my life. Um, and she came in. I was like, oh, my gosh. Quite some intensity. And I thought I was going to go flying. But, um, no, I do. I, I was like, well, she's obviously one of my, like, one of my childhood heroes. You know, Marley Packer, she's... She's been on the scene. For, oh, now I regret it. Can I swap? Can I go Marley Packer now? <laughs> Can I go Marley Packer? Or is that yeah. Marley Packer? It's you. It's you, Marley. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's always been you. It's always been you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, what a tournament. And I will say it. This is now the sixth week in a row I'm saying it. Yeah. Pay the girls. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. That's Pay all the girls. Yeah. Pay them all. Not just some of them. Pay every single one of them. Yes, pay them all. Absolutely. Hard. Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to see what you thought because we've not had you on in a while. So I mean, play them. I mean, I've been watching Harlequins Women's, you know, in and out this season. I've, I've been to a couple of their games. Um, it's, it's honestly a joy to watch. Like the quality of rugby is so good. Um, and I think the the Six Nations just even just stepped up a bit. Um, yeah. Pay them. Pay the girls. Pay all of them. No matter yeah. what the nation. I know, obviously. Yeah. England's probably better than a lot of other nations, but still, I think we're quite a while behind. Mm. And yeah. I think also, you know, like you can see the difference it's made to some of the squads already. Like you can see the difference it's made to like world's performances, you know. Um, and it's just, you know, just get the girls all on an even, like even playing field. Do you know what I mean? Get all the girls because all the teams on the even playing field and then see what that does to the competition. You know, I think and give them the time and the space and the facilities and the money to be able to compete with England who you know, they're, they're, they're all, you know, fully contracted. But it still can go further, you know? Oh, yeah, this is this it. is just the beginning. And I I think I commented after round four's games and I was like, like just like, I was on social media, I said, like, let's like, pay the girls, they deserve it. Yeah. And then you, you get, you know yourself, that you get people that... Mm-hmm. The old trolls. Then, yeah, the old trolls. And somebody was trying to tell me Money doesn't buy you success in sport. I was like, look at football and tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Money like, doesn't buy success. Yes, it does. But it does. Like, it does. Imagine, like, you know, like, people go and work a nine-to-five, like, these girls, some of these girls are working nine-to-five jobs. Like, I don't know if anyone saw the post of the Ireland lady, and I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. I think it was Aoife. I can't remember. But, but she played England, and then the next day was back working in hospital. In, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It, it's work, working nine to five jobs, recovering, training on top of that, like traveling, traveling back and forth to wherever you're coming from. And it's just like not enough time in the day to be able to like, work on your, or like work and going to the gym, your skills. Like there's just, they're just like, they're just human beings. Like I wouldn't want to go and do that, training. Like, I, think, I think we saw that side of them. Like if anyone watched No Woman, No Try, mm-hmm. we got to see the side of that. And yeah. I think that's what really puts the message through about how. Yeah like incredible these these girls are the yeah. fact that they, you know they're living their normal lives and then living sort of you know a say, yeah. life on top of it you know and it, it's, it's hard work don't get me wrong because you know in most sports players have got the luxury of you know 
going into sport and then going back into their personal yeah. life. Just that's it. You know, these 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 women have to have to um, juggle a job on top of it as well. You know. Yeah. And. I think that really sort of exploited how women's rugby needs to needs to grow, how they just need to pay the women, how you know what they're doing is incredible because what they're doing is incredible because rugby takes so much commitment, and I don't think you can you can physically have a job on top of it if you want to play at that level. Um, I think I think like well, I'll be like you've hit nail on the head. Like the, I was lucky enough to go to that the first screening of No Women No Try. Um, and it's just like, it's just the things, all that film says is everything that ever any women's rugby player has ever thought from like grassroots up to international level, that's what I loved about it. It was it was so inclusive of the whole of the women's women's rugby world. Um, and it's saying things that we've all thought and we've all talked about and people who haven't really t- taken us seriously because we just say it and it's just brought it such a incredible platform. And I've seen so many clubs having screenings of it and so many people advocating for it and yeah like it just needs to be something that we constantly reinforce like we are aware it's not always gonna it's not gonna change overnight we are aware that like these things don't just happen but small steps at a time eventually like like sean like sean was saying eventually it creates a legacy legacy you're not going to see the effects more you'll see them in 10 like 10 15 years time and we always talk about like i know Gemma always talks about leaving the shirt in a better place than where you started whatever you're doing now at some point in the future will have a impact yeah. yeah, exactly. But we've got to start now. That's the thing. Yeah, we've, we've got, got to start, start now. People have They're to invest now. Yeah. Start you see the effects. Yeah. People have to invest now. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see all of the Welsh squad on full time full time contracts. I know like some of them are and some of them part time. It'd be nice to see like it rolled out across the whole squad, give everyone an opportunity, you know. Um and it, yeah, these things these things do need to happen now. But they need to come from up up top. And that's where the things like no women no try help with that, you know. Get the visibility there. Yeah, yeah. I think we could talk. I could talk for hours about it. I could talk for hours. Yeah. Simple message: just pay the girls because they deserve it. There you go. That's that's the message across. But sticking with women's rugby, we go over to Canada for the sevens now. Obviously, because of COVID, some of the big hitters haven't been able to travel or refuse to travel in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. The Black Fern Sevens made their big return to the world circuit this weekend and mm-hmm. did not miss a beat. No. Got, all, got all the way to the final to only get beat by Australia, who were last year's World yeah. Series winners, 21-17. And Close I will say that, Michaela Boyd, she's back. She is all guns blazing. You could tell she's missed running on the pitch because she's an absolute freak of nature on the pitch. She's force to be reckoned with but the women that stole the show at the Langford yeah. Sevens yeah Portia Woodman 200 tries unreal you can't get better than Portia Woodman can you a legend of the game really yeah it's, it's unreal it's it's frightening to think that 200 tries that's a lot of running Murray. that's a lot of running too much running that's too yeah. much. <laughs> I would say too many tries. <laughs> too like, much effort. Like, we, we get it. You're, you're good at scoring. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, yeah. but no, it is, it is a massive achievement. And it just adds to her already, like, yeah. Insane historic, 
like achievement. Like she's completed rugby. On the sevens and the fifteens world, she just yeah. completed everything. She's uh, like a legend of the game. What I love about sevens though is like you know like I remember when I was younger, I used to go to like like the London sevens at Twickenham and things like that. And like yeah, you get some crowd, but you wouldn't really get like a huge crowd. And sevens was good. It was good. Don't get me wrong, but it still never had the same level of funding as fifteens. And sevens was kind of just like the bit on the side. But now like the amount like the amount of funding that's now going into that and having like a like full full time. Um, you know, like team like teams for that, and people not just doing fifteens and then going over and playing sevens. Like people dedicating their careers to sevens now. Like the sevens game is going going off, and some of those matches are really great to watch. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, I was going to run this by the peer review anyway, because that's one hearts my head. So we've just said pay the girls now in New Zealand. The Black Fern sevens are full time, so that's your yeah. your job. You are a sevens player. But if you yeah. play Black Ferns fifteen. It's semi-professional. I don't understand it's that. A, it's the same team. Porsche would we've just said it. Porsche yeah. wouldn't have played sevens and fifteens. It's because, like historically, I guess their sevens teams have had success for a for a long time. But that's just that's that. It's just such an interesting concept, isn't that? Imagine giving the sevens team more than fifteens. It does. Uh, yeah. It's the same players. It is the same players. It's the same ones. <laughs> Uh, um, Harv, what, Harv, what do you think of that? I think if you look from a player's perspective, obviously sevens, you know, you're, you're travelling around the world. You haven't got much time to sort of spend at home yeah. and all this kind of stuff, right? But at the same time, it's the same players. Just pay them equally. It's it's, it's the same corporation. Just pay them equally. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I don't think there should be any excuses. No. They're, they're, I think yeah. they're rolling it's out not- the reasons. They're just looking in the handbook and... Digging out whatever they can find. So. Because we, we, you know, like you saw no women, no, no try thing. Like women's rugby in itself is like the fastest growing sport. If people want to invest, like that is where people need invest to like now, yeah. put the money. In. Like you will see the benefits of it. You know, like it's not, it's not, uh, it's not rocket science. Um, yeah, pay them equally. Pay them, pay them equally. Anyway, moving on now. Sorry. No, you're all good. That's fine. We, it's an important. Topic it needs to be said. It needs to be addressed. <laughs> I'm going to keep dropping that all the time. Pay them equally. <laughs> Premiership rugby. <clears throat> Some absolutely mad results this weekend. We start with probably the most depressing. Bath. Oh dear. Poor Bath. Yet again. Oh, Gloucester 64. Bath nil. Is Gloucester's biggest win in Premiership history? It's just a bit sad, isn't it? Oh. It's, uh, it's just, like, it's it, just the... get, it, just, it just gets worse, worse for Bath. Like, they have this yeah. period around Christmas, yeah. Christmas, January, where, you know, they kind of picked up results. Um, they, they, they beat Harlequins, which uh, that game yeah. is tough to watch. But um, they're just going back to their old ways. And honestly, I think we're seeing... We're seeing the the negative effects of having no relegation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think what's even worse is that they're not promoting anyone. Um. I've been very vocal about that. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about it five weeks ago when I was last here. Um. But it's it, when when teams get mauled like that. Yeah. You, you it's not good rugby. To, it's not. It's not good rugby, and you have got to think. You know, do they deserve their place here? Yeah. I know Bath are a historic team, you know, you know, a historic ground. I've always wanted to go to the wreck. I thought it would be a nice, nice away day, right? But 
you've really got to look at yourself and think, do they deserve a place here? Do they, from this season alone, do Bath deserve to be in the Premiership next season? No, 100%. From this season alone, absolutely not. But this Point. is a bit that makes it strange. And I can't praise like Bath fans enough for this. Mm-hmm. They're in the mud, like beyond belief. They sell out that wreck every week. Yeah. It's like the, the support those people give, it's unreal. I'm like, like why? If it was me, if I if I knew my team was getting whacked that bad like each week, I wouldn't be going. No. It just it does it does depress you because diehard fans, diehard fans, diehard fans, hard on money. Think the bit that caught me off guard. Obviously, you get it in the socials. You see it at full time. Some like a lot of Bath fans were commenting, and somebody went, "Well done, Bath. That's the last straw. I will not be renewing my season ticket after twenty seasons." Brutal. That's bro. So, but yeah, and <laughs> there's nothing really to say about that, is there? Like, you can't really say anything about that. At all. No, you can't. It's it's, it's just sad. That's awful. Yeah, it is. it's it's hard to read, and people people are like calling for Stuart Hooper's head now. Like, yes, it's announced that he's he's leaving at the end of the season, yeah. and Johan Van Grand's coming in from Munster. But people are like, if you have any shed of dignity, walk away now. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't, I don't expect. Know. I don't think you expect to see results like sixty-four nil in the Premiership, do you? Like it's, it's like you know, like at least, at least put up a fight. You know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be happening. It's almost like the same in, um, and a bit like Harvey was saying about the whole promotion relegation thing. Like it's the same in the women's structure. Like the teams in the Championship can't just go up to the Premiership if they win the Championship, and there's no teams that can just come down because it's a closed, closed league, which does make, which then you do see results that are just. Ridiculous. Do you know? You know what I mean? It just. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, Ealing have been knocking on the door for yeah. the Premiership for God knows how long. They finally won the championship, yeah. but because they don't have the capacity um, that even Sale Sharks crowd wouldn't fill, um, they're not allowed to come up to the Prem. So it's just. I don't know where else. That's a weird ticket sale, by the way. Huh? That's such a weird dig at Sale Sharks. But you know what I mean? They're averaging about yeah. 4,000 this season in, in, in uh, crowd. They've got the capacity. Yeah. That's all they care about. You know what I mean? I mean, you look at Premier League football. It's the biggest sports, one of the biggest sporting leagues in the world. They're not even asking for 10,000 capacity. No. You know what I mean? So, it, it oh, my head just hurts, right? So, Actually, little figure though, that means that there was more people at the last two England women's games, there was it a sales shark game. If you said they can't even have four thousand at a game, I know, but just putting out there, just being facts. I know, but I'd I'd, I'd rather watch yeah. England than sales. Of course, correct yeah. answer, Harvey. Correct answer. Um, same, but yeah, but we've got a personal. But you're new to this, Anya. We've all got a personal gripe with sale. Oh, okay. We all just yeah, we all just don't like sale for some reason. Is, where did it start? Is there is there a was it too much? Is it too oh, much God. to go into? Will we come back to it? Another when was time? I we'll, come back, we'll come back to it, yeah. Okay. 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 But oh, we'll yeah. leave that in the air. We'll let the viewers think what the issue is with rugby connection and sale sharks. But you, it's funny. It's funny that you're saying about Bath though, because they have the similar thing in the Allianz 15s with like DMP who haven't quite got quite got the level of funding the other clubs have and haven't got those contracts um in place and again we talk about people working nine to five jobs and training and not getting paid and still being demand like 
same things being demanded of them as other teams kind of thing. And like you say, they've like had some kind of like hard, hard results to take this season. And fair play to the girls though, who still come every, like still go every single week despite those hard results and still try and show up and and try every week. You know, you've got to give it to them. That, that's a difficult position to be in and they do still work their butts off. But when it's, it's difficult when the club isn't giving the, the investments. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, but Bath, hopefully, get on the up. You can't get any worse, to be honest, but yeah. hopefully things get sorted for next season. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. Sorry to do this one hard, Sorry. but Northampton versus Quinns and Hard's away. He's walked away. <laughs> He's actually walked away. Yeah. I, honestly, I can't know. Listen, Every- right? I, I, didn't, I didn't watch. I was at work again, right? I, mm-hmm. I was working a lot this weekend, by the way. Um, it was just the most shoddy thing. Like I, I watched. We play brilliant rugby, like we always do. Every single week, we play amazing, amazing rugby. But fair play to Northampton Saints, sixteenth man, the man standing in the middle, the referee. Yeah. Thank you very much. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> what I was actually going to say, it was anything to do with the game. It was just about one player in, in particular. Yeah, go on. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, but Courtney Laws two weeks ago like severed his spum. Oh, saw that. Which got, a st- got a stitch. Got a stop. Got a big, massive, thick, like better bandage. Playing I'm against Quinn. Nutcase. What a man! <laughs> what a man! What it just man. sums up. It just sums up rugby players, in my opinion. Yeah. Just powering through it. Like if if, if that was, if that was me, I'd. The rest of the season, I'll be gone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but like he said that, it, like the the caption said it was a sprained thumb. You can see his bone. I'm like, that's not sprained. That's severed. more than his bone. Yeah, Hand fracture. Yeah. Uh yeah. It's, it's not pretty, but you know what? He played absolute workhorse that he is. I've got a question mm-hmm. for you: Is Chris Ashton? The greatest Premiership winner of all time. Oh, we want to take that one. This is difficult because the thing is, right? I think you know what he hurts his he hurts his reputation a bit. I think yeah, with with drama and controversy and I'd agree. I think if if he was just a nice guy, a hundred percent, I just I put him up there. If he was just a sound guy, no trouble, I'd, put, I'd, I'd say a yes. But I feel like he can hurt his reputation a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very fair. But the reason I'm asking is he is now the all-time Premiership top try scorer. Wild. Sitting pretty at 93, I think it is. He's past Tom... 95. Oh, sorry, yeah, he got a hat-trick. So he, he absolutely smashed Tom Varndale's record. And I don't think it's going to stop. I feel like Ash will easily get to 100. Is anyone else close to him? Or is... No. No one active that's near Chris Ashton. I feel like Chris Ashton's been playing a long time too. I feel like he's... He's, Yeah, he's been around for a while. I don't don't feel much passion about Chris Ashton coming from Harvey right now. I don't feel... He's been at like seven of the Premiership clubs, hasn't he? Yeah, he's... uh, He's, he's no, hopped around. No, Hampton, Saracens, Worcester. He, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Tigers, 
Tigers, yeah. <laughs> he's been around a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. And I, I remember we had, I remember this was end of two seasons ago. Um, this is when we kind of just got in the mud with um, with um, whatever his name was, um, our director of rugby at the time. Gustav, there we go. See, I don't remember his name. He was that worthless. Um, but we, um, we, we, we signed Chris Ashton. He played the first, I think, three games. He wasn't, he wasn't awful. I think he got a couple tries actually, but he just, he just, he, he just, he just straight up left. And I remember signing him and just thinking, like, oh, you know what? This could be the start of something. And then he yeah. just dips. Yeah. It's the one that made me laugh was actually the thing that came after the Harlequins move. So he went to sale. And Steve Diamond was in charge. Had a big fall on it with Steve Diamond. Immediately signed for Worcester Warriors. Worcester Warriors then announced Steve Diamond as like backroom staff. Chris Ashton left like immediately. Yeah. So anyone in the comments to know what happened, let us know because I want to hear the juicy story between Chris Ashton and Steve Diamond. Give us an insight. Yeah, give us insight. Make it a boxing match because everything gets done in a boxing ring now, so may as well. The game of the weekend for me. These boys have been on fire all season. It is so great to watch. So, half-time score. Wasps, 24. London Irish, 14. Full-time, 42 points each. How does that happen? I'm I'm disappointed in the Irish boys. They didn't put more points on Wasps. Um... You know how I feel about wasps, but um, listen. Harvey, think... is there a team? Is there a team you like? Is there a team that? that... Bath, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, Irish have been uh, Irish have been good this season. I, I, I've yeah. really enjoyed watching Irish. They've had fair. a good. They've had a good season. Yeah. They've had a great season, and they've actually uh, equal. Uh, they've actually created a new record for most uh, draws in a season of five. Yeah. I remember they went about like was it like three weeks on the bounce at the start of the season with draws and it was it, it, yeah it, um, no these Irish boys like they can play they play a good brand of rugby and I really really enjoy watching them they've got they've got some great individual talent again like just a just a link of a few who on the score sheet um, you had um, Paddy Jackson is just incredible yes he is incredible uh, Kyle Rowe obviously friend of the show uh, Tom, Tom Parton um, Ollie Hassel Collins. Get from an England cap. He has to be in for an England shout. Yeah. Did you hear what he said about this the other week? No. On, a different, on a different podcast. He got asked, like, does it not bother you that you've not had your England cap yet? He's like, he's like, they know where I am. I'll just keep knocking the, down the doors. I'll just keep scoring tries. They know where to find me. And I'm like, yes. That's the answer. You, you, know, you know, I've got beef with Eddie as well. Sorry, Andy. I've got beef with a lot of people. But um, I, you know, I love hearing about it. I love it. I've got beef with Eddie about the squad selection. Yeah, everyone does. Who doesn't? Crack on. crack on. If you want to crumble the team, crack on. That's from a Scottish perspective. Crack on. You do have to live in Scotland at the end of the day. But um, oh. <laughs> I say, Ollie Hassel Collins, he has, to, he has to be in the England squad. Yeah. yeah. There is no way. There is no way we're going to go into su- go into summer and think that he is not going to be wearing the white shirts. You're touring Australia as well, aren't you? Yeah, let's do it. One hundred percent. Perfect time to experiment, and I know yeah. Eddie does experimenting, and I know that he was forced to do a little bit, but it didn't really work. 
I, I don't know how we claimed third last year, uh, this year. But um, honestly, experiment during the tests, uh, during the test series in Australia, experiment during the autumn, get things yeah. right at the situations, and then we can have a good World Cup campaign. Yeah. It all starts from here. Just say, who, would, who wouldn't want to see Ollie Hassel Collins versus John Pattaya? <sighs> <laughs> That Harv's like frothing at the mouth now, yeah. That's, uh, that's th- something Harvey's got excited about today. There you go. He hates everything else, but the thought of that, he I, I think he even smiled. I think he smiled oh. a little bit when you said that, Murray. Honestly, that, that'll make a tasty treat. I can't lie, like waking up yeah. in the morning to watch that would be just beautiful. Just set the day off right, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I'm gonna make him miserable again though, because we've got some URC to talk about, and I know Harv. Loves you know what you know I you know I have my jokes about URC. I've I, I've I've watched a little bit more this season, purely mm-hmm. because I know you boys are invested in it more. Obviously, you're an Edinburgh fan. Yes. Sean's a Connacht fan. Yes. Um, I'm a bit of a Munster fan, so <laughs> I've, I've watched it more this well, season. But I, it's it's really it is it is starting to sort of really heat up, and I think that's what I'm what I'm most excited about. Well, it's been an interesting week. So it was Edinburgh versus Ulster at the Dam, first ever sellout at the at the Dam, and oh, the weather didn't help. And the re- like Harv said earlier on, the sixteenth man, Ben Shitehouse, just oh triggered me to high heaven. Ulster did get the win, 16 points to 10. But Edinburgh, despite losing, are in the quarterfinals for the for the league. But because of the result, it does mean three of the four South African teams will also be in the quarterfinals for the playoffs, which I don't have an issue with. I know many people do, but it's a, it is a global league. Yeah. They're going to have to be there some point. So Yeah, I... I think fair play to Edinburgh because they, you know, for the last five years, they, they've been there and about. They've not been consistent. You know, they've not been at the top. They've not been, you know, as, as well as they, you know, they, they could be and should be, um, you know, and I think Ulster was going to be a, a, a big test. Ulster have really, really, you know, come out this year. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, I've, I've seen Edinburgh play this year as well. I've been to the dam this year. Uh, we went to the dam. Um, sorry, Sean. Um, and he mentioned that the weekend. He, he mentioned that again on Saturday. But, oh my god! So I know from Sean flew all the way from Dublin to watch his beloved Connacht against Edinburgh to watch 56 Edinburgh. Fifty-six eight. Fifty-six eight Edinburgh. It's not the sixty-four nil one, isn't it? Really, fifty-four, <laughs> fifty-four eight. What? What? What a trip! What a trip um, that must have been. I'll quickly, I'll quickly just mention. I'll quickly just mention a few a few standout players. Um, just for both sides for me. Um, Rob Balacoin has been absolutely incredible. He again, he needs an island cap. Well, more. He needs. He just. I think you know Ireland. I feel like they're kind of they're in this position where they're not figuring things out, but they're sport for choice. 
you know, yeah. they've they've got they've got some great wingers. They've got you know they've got they've got Lowe, they've got Hansen, they've got Conway, they've got they've got Balakoin. Now you know that's that's from the four provinces, you know. And I think they they need to make a decision. Um, but I, I definitely think it'd be a travesty if Rob Balakoon didn't get in there. Yeah. Well, funny you mentioned Mark Hansen because he's actually been playing 15 recently. So give that man more space. That's just what we need. <laughs> give that um, man space. Nathan, Nathan Doak as well has been on fire. Um, Nathan Doak's been fantastic. Like He has been incredible this year. As much as I don't like Ulster, um, I do like Nathan Doak. Um, you know, I, I think you know. Again, they're kind of a sport of a choice at the scrum half. Um, but I think if they're trying to figure things out in the nine position, play a bit of Nathan Doak during the summer. See how yeah. that see how that works out. Um, obviously, you know, there's people have got their issues with Conor Murray, and I don't think Jameson yeah. gives them. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's. I wouldn't say he's like an outstanding nine. Does the job. Does it well. Wouldn't say he's outstanding. Um, Nathan Doak might just be the man. I'm yeah. taking on Connor Murray now. I love that. How's not throwing like pulling any punches? Break, how's breaking down walls? How's <laughs> just coming in, shaking it out? I'll just I'll say it how I'd it is, ag- mate. I'd agree with <laughs> you. I would agree with you though. I think change it up. Yeah, you know so that's what you need. Now for the bet, well, we'll say second best news this week, but best news in the league for the URC. So, Leinster were defeated last week by the Sharks, and this week they were defeated by the Stormers, which means only two teams from the Northern Hemisphere have went to South Africa and won. That's Edinburgh and Connacht. Yes! Um, <laughs> big, big W for the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the big, big feel-good factor of the URC this week, Zebra finally got their win. Yes, the last home game of the season. Oh my god! I I remember weeks upon weeks upon weeks. We've just been we've, we've just been clattering Zebra, um, every single week. I mean, what, let me let me check the table now. Eight points all season. That's that. Um, eight points all season. Two win. Is that two win? No, that's only one win. One win all season. One win. First one, one win all season. season. Yep. That is their yep. first win since, and I will go back to February 2021. February 2021 against the Dragons again at home yeah. in the Pro 14. <laughs> the, a- the league has gone through a reprofile, a rainbow cut, since they won their last match. Yeah. It, Jesus it They've conceded 527 points all year. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot of points. That is a lot of points. And I think, listen... shocking fact. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they're awful, but let's just give it to them this week. I mean, round of applause. You know, go on, mate. We love it. Now, to the most entertaining league in in the world, Super Rugby. Super Rugby. Last week, we had the Super Round, as it was called, where the Australian teams faced the New Zealand franchises. This week, I think it was the Pacific round, which is basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why they've done that. Just mix it up anyway. But Waratahs beat Crusaders. I've been waiting. Yes. Champions Crusaders were beat by the Waratahs 
24-21, Dylan Peaches try. We love to see yeah. it. Paul. Can I just say, I've, I've got on board of the Crusaders. They're, they're, yeah. you know, they're a great watch and all. They're a great rugby team. I just got bored. Yeah, it's like Leinster. And again, it's not to yeah. Leinster or Crusaders fans. Yeah, it's like Saris. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll stick by that. Yeah. Like, it's not a I'm negative bored. thing to the fans. It's just, you must get bored of winning. Yeah. Yeah, please, please lose. Yeah, but you well, wanted to both, like a... there you go. Both <laughs> big hitters got beaten this week. Leinster please. and Crusaders beaten this week. Unfortunately, Saracens didn't, but anyway. You'll never get all three. It never happens. It happens. You never get all three, but you can get relegated for money troubles. Um, anyway. It is definitely one of my matches of the week. Um, Crusaders Waratahs. I yeah. think you know, uh, Waratahs have been through a bit of a struggle. I, it was it was ever since Falau left, and obviously I've I've got my reservations about Falau, but it's almost just like they've they just dropped. Yeah, and yeah. They, just, they lost all their big boys. 2019, 2020, 2021, you know, they were awful. They yeah. were awful. 2021, they were not They were not the Waratahs in 2021. They did not have a good time. Yeah. No. no. Absolutely. But fair play to them. Is This is a sign of things to come. And I, I think, you know, for, for such a a good franchise, for such a, yeah. you know, a franchise of history as well, yeah. you know, you kind of you kind of hate to see it for a while, mm. but they're back. Yeah, they're back. absolutely. Big win. Also, second with the Aussie side of the the franchises, Brumbies forty two, Hurricanes twenty five. Wow, not seeing, that I'm is... not seeing that one coming. I, I didn't see that coming. The Hurricanes are again. They're they're a side that. Play, they, they play good rugby. They've always yeah. been entertaining. They've always been a good side. Yeah. But they haven't got over the final hurdle in quite a while. Yeah. And you're kind of hoping them to for, for, for so, so long. But like, fair play to the Brumbies, man. Like, this is it, it, it's a great win. Brumbies have some heavy hairs, though. Like, Rob Valentini, Nick White, Tom Banks is absolutely tearing it up this season from fullback. He just. He's everywhere. Like, he, he does stuff that a fullback shouldn't be doing, but it's great to see. Last game I want to talk about from Super Rugby, Fijian Drua versus the Highlanders. Now, it was the Drua's first home game, and they came out swinging, but sadly did not get the result. A late Mitch Hunt penalty gives the Highlanders a win, 27-24. But, I think oh, my God, Fijian player... Before we touch on the game, I have to say I think it's great that we do have a, a Fijian side, yeah. Yeah. Fijian like team. Because I, for, 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 I, I've, I've a mate in Fiji, and for so long, you know, they've been talking about the Fijian structure and yeah. how great, but it's so closed. Yeah, it's purely just within the country. And if you didn't know about Fiji, it's a fucking small country. It's, it's great that they have, you know, a professional team that that go that goes a lot like leaps and bounds ahead and ahead and ahead. Um, to play in Suva in front of all the Fijian fans is is, is honestly just incredible. Yeah, I think we've oh, needed. It. So Huge step for them. Yeah, 
Fijian fans are absolutely mental. I was at London. They're Sevens. so nice. I love them. I love Fijian fans. But we like we obviously we stayed to watch England. You know, you yeah. can go out and have a drink and whatever. We 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 stay to watch England. And we always stayed to watch Fiji because we always knew whenever there was a try, there was this little corner that honestly just generated the most noise I think I've ever heard at a rugby match in yeah. my entire life. And I think, luckily, I might have got seats near them this year. So let, let, let's just pray. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers they are cool. Pride. They're great. But it's definitely great that, that Fijian drew out as part of Super Rugby. I still have mixed reviews on Moana Pacifica. I yeah. like the concept, but it's just not there yet. They'll get there. They will. They will. Everyone gets there. Hell, Zebra got their first win, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Takes time. Very tough to come true. Yeah. Any any headlines that have caught your eyes this week? No. You know, I'm a bit of a I'm a, I'm a bit of a grassroots rugby man. I do like. Yeah. Um. And I'm just finding the post now. Um, but from Heaton, from Heaton Moor Rugby Club, um, <laughs> Mike Ireland was playing his last game um, as a rugby player. Yes. For the third to 15. And he was joined in the scrum by his seven sons. Yeah. They had so a whole seven, family. Seven sons. Seven sons. They that all play really in the same game it? with each other as a forward pack. Seven sons. I mean, how top performance can this is Ireland? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I, I think it's just incredible. I think you know, I think Mike Ireland was something in his fifties. His youngest son was eighteen. Yeah. And they all played in a forward pack with each other. That is absolutely incredible. Oh, it was brilliant to read. I was, I, I, I remember the post. I was reading it to my, my parents. I was just like, do you want to laugh? And I'm like, what's that? And I was like, right. So, and I read the name and I'm like, who's that? I was like, it doesn't matter. It's just a, it's just a local grassroots team. And I'm like, mm-hmm. right. I was like, Captain Mike Ireland. I'll try and find it actually just to get the full names because it's too good. It's, it is too good. Because they had the whole they had the whole team sheet of just like one, two, three, like down to eight, and it was just all Ireland. Ireland. Imagine just having seven sons who could all play different positions in the scrum. And just that's not like, a fair talent. Training, in the that happening. Be, training at home must be really easy then. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, scrum, if you get a scrum machine at home, you're sorted, mate. Like, exactly. Yeah. So the forwards, the pack for the third 15 game was Sam Ireland at Lucehead, age 27, Hooker Dan Ireland, 35, Captain Mike Ireland at age 56, second row of Joel and Matt Ireland, 18 and 33, respectfully. The back row was Luke, Steve, and Tommy, 23, 21, and 31. I, I, this, honestly, this just makes me smile. <laughs> That's like, so good. Uh, you know, I obviously I know I've 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 heard like dads playing rugby and they're all just like you know I want to keep on playing rugby and so I can play my son right and I, I just want to play yeah. one match with my son. You've got seven sons to do us like to, to play in the scrum with. That is absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. That's insane. He's, he's re- he referred to the game as unreal. <laughs> that's it. That's all. Is that it? Is that it? Oh, unreal. My. 
Man a few words. Man a few words. That's it. And then it says, during the years, I've played many games for the Mighty Threes, as we call them. And I've played with one or two, three or maybe four of my sons. Not all seven. (laughs) (laughs) I quickly just want to mention one more um, headline from this weekend. It does come from the NRL. The New Zealand Warriors, last year, uh, last last week, um, they were down and out. 70-10, Melbourne Storm. Mm. They beat the Canberra Raiders 21-20. Yes! (laughs) Um, Was it Sam Johnson dropped in Golden Point? Incredible. Very cool. I mean, what's it? He he's an incredible player. I think in his prime, absolutely incredible. And I think you yeah. know, to, to to see a player like that kind of like come back and step up to be the hero is is, is it's a bit nostalgic. But um, yeah, just that's so cool. to the Warriors. You mean you'd be down and out if uh, if you lost seventy ten? I mean, to be fair, my my rugby side does have score lines like that anyway. But. Um, <laughs> There was Honestly. one I wanted to mention, and I can't remember his name, but I did share it to you, Harv. The Brisbane Broncos player that had a severe brain bleed and yes. had to retire. Played uh, two weeks ago now. Came back and played for the Broncos. So I can say. Sorry, I, I can't remember your name, and I do apologise, but what an effort. Like Fair play to you for that. Honestly, it, it takes it, it takes some kind of courage to come back from from something that severe, and yeah. just do it enough. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I'm, all fair play to him. Yeah, and just to finish on a on a high note as well, like Har said about playing one last game with your son, that is definitely in for me as well. One yeah, wouldn't that be cool? I like doing my daughter. Maybe you know one if day. You, I mean, what's it, if, if, Amari, if you, if you know, if you got to play another the back row at Castle, like you two as a flanker pair, <laughs> something like that, yeah, it'd be a bit unfortunate if like you were playing at flanker and he was playing at fly, uh, at, like fly off a fullback, and you're just like, oh god, have I got to listen to this guy? Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. I mean he kind of has to play fly half because of his name, doesn't he? Yeah, but yeah, he does actually. To be yeah. fair, it's the legacy, like, Carter's legacy. No yeah. pressure, but. <laughs> He is, he is named after the goat, so there you go. No pressure. No pressure. Nah, no pressure at all. <laughs> but this has been Rugby Connection. We have covered Women's Six Nations, Women's Sevens, URC, Premiership, Super Rugby, headlines from a third Keep 50 rugby club. I mean, we've been everywhere. We've been everywhere. Been there and everywhere. We are everywhere. And we even got Harv triggered on many, many topics this week. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm passionate about rugby. That's that's all I'll say. That's all that matters. That's all. And obviously, thank you to Anya again for returning. No worries. Thank you for having me. Welcome back anytime. Coming out this week, I got the chance to sit down with World Cup winner Richard Kahui. It was an absolute dream. He's such a top bloke. That'll be out later this week. If you like previous interviews. Nathan Dolk just got released, so give that a listen because the way he talks and how he sees the game, amazing. Can't hype mm. it up enough. Go and check it out. While you're there, subscribe to the channel, get the notification bell, go and 
give first dibs when we drop an episode like this one. And yeah, follow us on our socials. Harf has a new Instagram because he got hacked and you can make stupid yeah, money at Bitcoin apparently. I mentioned that. <laughs> Harf's got a new Instagram, so go and follow that. Anya's on TikTok and Instagram as well. Obviously, yeah. you've got me and you've got the podcast on both as well. So just give us a subscribe, give us a share, get the word out. Yeah, this has been Rugby Connection. We will see you next time.